0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, October 18th, 2022, and today we're reading from the big book, and we're in the chapter, More About Alcoholism, page 35, the third paragraph. We told him what we knew, ending with, for whom he had a deep affection, that one paragraph only. And today's readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, Rhonda L., 12 traditions, Joni C., and reading the text are Susan S.H. and Nancy R., and our backup is Ramona A. The newcomer greeter is Karen W., and the host of the second hour is Barbara Peete. The reference numbers for Monday, October seventeenth, 2022, 7 a.m. meeting is 19521. That's 19521. And the 10 a.m. meeting is 19,522. That's 19522. OA Preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and health, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. overeater who still suffers. In a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous.
1: I will now ask Rhonda L. to read the 12 Steps. Good morning, everyone. This is Rhonda
2: L., compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. The 12 Steps. Number one, We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Number two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Number three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Number four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Number five, Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Number six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all of these defects of character. Number seven, humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. Number eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Number nine, Make direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Number 10, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Number 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Number 12, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service.
0: Thank you, Rhonda. Okay, I will now ask Joni C. to read the 12 Traditions.
3: Good morning. This is Joni C., Gratefully Recovered But Not Cured in Minnesota. The 12 Traditions. Each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion, we need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, reminding us to place principles before personalities.
0: Thank you, Joni. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book on page 35, the third paragraph, We told him what we knew of alcoholism, ending with for whom he had a deep affection. Um, Commenting on that one paragraph only, please. And I will ask Susan S.H. to
4: begin reading.
5: Good morning. Um, This is Susan S.H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Ohio. Um, Page 35. We told him what we knew of alcoholism and the answer we had found. He made a beginning. His family was reassembled, and he began to work as a salesman for the business he had lost through drinking. All went well for a time, but he failed to enlarge his spiritual life. To his consternation, he found himself drunk half a dozen times in rapid succession. On each of these occasions, we worked with him, reviewing carefully what had happened. He agreed he was a real alcoholic and in serious condition. He knew he faced another trip to the asylum if he kept on, moreover, he would lose his family for whom he had a deep affection. <clears throat> what I had highlighted in this paragraph was that he failed to enlarge his spiritual life um, I can definitely as a sponsor, I can share my Share what I've been given. I can, I can read the directions with someone and suggest the course of action, but I can't provide another spiritual life. I can work today to enlarge my own spiritual life. Um, the outreach calls that I get are so valuable, and I hear from people just starting out, and I hear from people sometimes who've had six years of abstinence and lost it. And that's sobering and real for me. I know I really have this disease. And my life is unmanageable. My only hope is continuing to get a daily reprieve. And to get the the satisfaction of sane and happy usefulness is to continue to enlarge my spiritual life. And I have to leave it up to my higher power how that's gonna to happen today, but I believe and I find it just continues as long as I'm willing and and continuing to pray for the willingness and ability to listen to the guidance I give. So um grateful for the program, the twelve steps grateful for a relationship with a higher power I'm grateful to get a chance to consider this paragraph again. And I pass.
1: Okay, thank you so much, Susan S.H.,
0: for getting us started. Um, and although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. Um, so who would like to share on this third paragraph on page 35?
6: Savannah Hell G. Yeah. Pennsylvania.
1: <laughs> Judith
7: Rozzy. Rozzy. Larry K. <clears throat>
8: Ken W. H.
7: Did you get Kelly?
0: No, I didn't. Thank you. Okay. This is who I heard. Savannah, I think it was G. from Pennsylvania. Judith S. P. Roz G., Larry K., Ken W.H., and Kelly S. Who else? Did I miss anybody? Harlan G. And Harlan. Yeah. Who was that?
9: John M.?
10: John M.
0: John M., John M. okay.
1: W., Florida. I'm sorry, who from Florida? Who from Florida? Tina S. Okay. Um,
0: Okay, well that's all we can take at this um, round. Uh, Savannah G., Judith S.P., Roz G., Larry K., Ken WH., Kelly S., Harlan G., John M., and Tina S. And I think there was someone else from Florida, but if you could just um, chime in next time. Go on Savannah G., and followed by Judith S.P.
1: Good morning
9: um I'm Savannah G. I'm a compulsive ogre eater from Pennsylvania and thank you for your service today um, this paragraph uh about failing to enlarge my spiritual life, I was able to enlarge every other area in my life, and what I mean is like my gym life increased, my work life you know um in all other areas, I was able to always. You know, um, add to those areas, but my spiritual life stayed stagnant. But I didn't know it was stagnant. Like I, th- I thought I was, I was good. You know, I like I was. It, it's it's really weird, but I thought I was at a good place spiritually, um, and that I just needed to uh, work on, you know, my um, gym life more and other things like that. I never, I I never thought there was anything wrong with my spiritual life. So I and it wasn't until I worked all of the steps that I realized, um, you know how how I didn't I was not enlarging my spiritual life. But today I can say that I am I have I have and it has been enlarged and it continues to enlarge. And I know that that if I know that'll be a red flag for me if that ever. If I ever think that I cannot be um, enlarged, you know, adding to my spiritual life or growing or moving outside of, uh, you know, always moving forward, not staying where I'm at spiritually, I know for me that that'll always be a red flag that I'm going backwards instead of forward. So, uh, so real recovery for me is continuing to enlarge my spiritual life because Everything for me is tied up with that. That means that I will have food neutrality. It means that I will stay abstinent. It means that I'll stick to my food plan. Uh, it means all of those things. So, um, you know, that's that's so key for me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Savannah. Okay, Judith Sp, you're up. Followed by Roz G.
11: Hi, Katie. Thanks for your service. This is Judith S.P. in Maryland. Um, I was uh, struck today by several points, and it was encouraging um, to hear he made a beginning. It didn't say, and I would have put in if it was me, she just made a beginning. She didn't do much else. But I like the fact that there was a definitive made you know he started and this man was very sick i sometimes forget how sick i am and i and i walk around and uh, you know i think oh well, i'm okay i'm in this bubble of wellness when really inside there's so much that needs to be healed and uh, the other thing that really came to me today which is why i wanted to share is on each of these occasions, we worked with him, reviewing carefully what had happened. And I get caught up in my third-dimensional thinking for myself and sponsees and people who I speak with when I hear the word relapse.
1: Judith, are you there?
11: Hello? Judith? Judith? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, I'm go ahead. Um, and when it when it says that, um, oh, wait a second, each of these occasions we worked with him and reviewed what carefully had happened. This is not a program for me of punishment or I failed or I made a mistake. And that helps me develop my spirituality and become stronger and stronger. But when I or someone else impulsively makes a decision which threatens or even takes away my neutrality, of course, but my abstinence, I can only learn from that. God gives me opportunities all the time, both wonderful and very challenging, both equally I learn from. So this gives me another strengthening when I'm working <clears throat> with sponsees and reflecting on my own recovery that if something happens that I hate to use the word but negative that I couldn't look at it with my fellows with God review it and then come out stronger and better there's nothing to be humiliated about which is the way I used to feel in the disease. So, and of course, as others so graciously mentioned, strengthening my spiritual fitness and coming out with that as the lead, which means my connection to God is strong, is going to help me continue. Thank you for letting me share.
0: (laughs) Okay, thank you. Sorry
12: for my coughing. Okay, Roz G, you're up, followed by Larry K. Good morning. My name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California. And um, uh, big quality big book teachers have, uh, whenever we go through this part of the big book, um, they reference page 14 in Bill's story when it says, hmm, what do we need to do? What do I need to do to enlarge my spiritual life? And in Bill's story, Bill says on page 14, my friend emphasized the absolute necessity of demonstrating these principles in all my affairs. Particularly, it was imperative to work with others as he had worked with me. Faith without works is dead, he said. How appallingly true for the alcoholic. For if an alcoholic, compulsive overeater, can failed to perfect his and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others. He could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. So uh, one of the big book definitions of enlarging the spiritual life is through service and self-sacrifice. Yes, I have a prayer and meditation practice. It is vital to my recovery. It is vital to my survival. And I practice meditation and prayer Every day, as if you know, just like brushing my teeth, it's that important. When I sit or lay down and, and put my hands up and ask God what He wants me to do today, or you know, what is His will for me today, or just listen, I get I get direction from God, and and also it's important, it's imperative, just like brushing teeth again, that I work with others. And it's not always convenient. You know, I live in the Pacific time zone and uh, I, you know, I attend meetings on on this, you know, here where many people live in the uh, East Coast. And I wake up super early in the morning to, you know, listen to these shares or to work with other people. And it's it's not convenient. You know, I, I, I need my sleep or, you know, I have to go to bed extra early so that I can get up. To, to do these you know to, to to do this sponsoring to work with others, and to me that's you know it is sacrificial to 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 move over uh, move around my schedule of the things I want to do you know be helpful to others and that's a big part of my spiritual practice and you know writing out a food plan and you know putting my food down every day and writing all these things and and, and making phone calls when i'm upset it's not it's not convenient but if i don't do it i'm not going to survive just like this person didn't and i've had my relapses too so i can tell you i know what it's like like everybody else so all these lessons have been learned i'm grateful for people who have worked with me and yes they worked with this man half a dozen times six times they didn't just say oh you're done they 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 um demonstrated love patience and kindness and Time, we're all please. human thank you and make the mistakes. stakes i pass. thank you Roz. go ahead please larry
0: k followed by ken wh
13: hey katie good morning larry k recovered from chicago let's start my timer here um so he makes the beginning uh, you know hate to break it to you son <laughs> there's no finish line with this deal so, you know, just like Jim, where I can identify us, we're given a blueprint for how to become free. And it's like an architect, you know, they're given, a, given the plans that precedes, you know, building the building project. And, and something's got to be reborn here. And it really, for me, it, it happens at the heart level. Because if it doesn't happen at the heart level and on an ongoing basis, I'm not going to be enthused very much for carrying the message. I'm going to be fighting with food. Maybe sober, but fighting with food. And I'm provided what the problem is in step one, lack of power. It's not food, not alcohol. And, you know, I think perhaps Jim was still in the incubation stage, you know. And in other words, he puts the alcohol down, maybe even learns a bit about his character defects, what's blocking the flow of God's power. And it's like we're given a roadmap for how to gain access to this power and how to maintain it maybe even grow it, solidify that access. And when something's in the, uh, the embryonic stage, it's just beginning to develop. It needs to be nurtured until one day it can survive. It can it maybe even thrive on the journey. It's like a metamorphosis. This, this transformation involves a change of the heart level, and it could be messy, and it's emergent, and it's a natural process. It's no different than a caterpillar shedding its skin it finds the butterfly within, or, the, or the, uh, you know, like a tiny acorn becomes the only thing that it was ever meant to be, which is that resilient oak tree. And the thing is, with human beings, I would suggest that we're infused with a mind that allows a choice. There's two daily options for every person on this line. Continue the journey or cease the journey. And the first option has a name. We call it recovery. The second option has a name, too. It's disease. And I can hear her voice, a fellow. And who makes the choice which, which line we get in, which door we walk through? I can hear her voice with laughter. You do. <laughs> you make the choice which door you're walking through. And it's a lifetime of journey. And it's a beautiful journey. And, and God, I, I'm scared about the journey. But it's as if my higher power says, I got gotcha. you. You can't understand my ways, but hold on tight. You can trust me. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you, Larry. Ken WH, you're up, followed by Carrie S. Kelly S.
13: Thank you, Katie. This
8: is Ken WH, Recover Compulsive Eater from North Carolina. Um, I'm getting over a cold too, so a little gravelly. Um, I'm struck by it, we told him what we knew and what did we know? Um, What do I know? (laughs) um i came into this not really knowing much of anything i thought i knew it all i thought i had it all straightened out in my head but uh we told him what we knew and that takes me back to the to uh the doctor's opinion and what we knew uh in jim's case uh fail, failing to enlarge his spiritual life i i lived for years in Overeaters Anonymous, uh, not enlarging my spiritual life and not thinking I needed to, quite frankly, and uh, I found myself back in the same place over and over again, I had not uh, fully embraced the doctor's opinion. I had not fully embraced uh, that I have this thing, that, that I am uh, a real compulsive eater, and that I had the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind. Um So it takes me back to the beginning. It says they worked with him every time he came out of one of these debacles. Um, Still, it it requires that embracing of step one, and that's what I had to do. Um, And it took a long time of being around 12-step programs. It took uh, (laughs) way too many years for me to finally grasp what uh, this food addiction was for me, and I... Uh, I frankly had never fully embraced uh, the doctor's opinion. Uh, So trying to enlarge my spiritual life, well, I I wasn't even really paying attention to that. Um, I knew everything I needed to know, and that about killed me. So I'm grateful to be here and reasonably sane today, and I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Ken. Okay, Kelly S., you're up, followed by Harlan G.,
7: Good morning, guys. Kelly S., Recovered Compulsive Eater and Bulimic in Oklahoma. Thanks, Katie, for your service. Um, So, yeah, several things have already been said that I wanted to share, but um, I'm not so sure again. So, anyway, the last part of the paragraph I wanted to talk about, he agreed he was a real alcoholic in a serious condition. He knew he forced another trip to the asylum, um, lose his family, he had a deep affection. You know, that, that whole part there just reminds me, again, something I shared last week about You know, it's not about the lack of desire. You know, Jim wanted it or his need. You know, I had this family. I had a great career of all these wonderful things. It wasn't about my lack of knowledge. I've been around for decades. It was my lack of power, you know, because I'm the real compulsive eater and I have a serious condition, and I forget it's about lack of power. It's not about all those things that I thought that were going to help me or um, fix me or you know stop this craziness whatever it's my lack of power which is for me is higher power which is god so you know back to this whole part where he failed to enlarge his spiritual life that was shared you know um so what this means to me is he made a beginning he's sober i don't know where he was in the work but made me think about you know it sounds like he wasn't you know living and growing in 10 11 and 12 and it tells us in those pages that you know we have a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. So I only have a daily reprieve. You know I can't ever just get a free ride on this. And um, and I was going to share too in Bill's story. I always have to remember that work and self sacrifice. So yes, I do commit to 30 minutes every day with God, um, but it's about work and self sacrifice. It says it so many times. It talks about it first page on doctor's opinion that we must carry this message, very first page, right? And self-sacrifice, what does that mean? So for me, what got me into relapse was that work and self-sacrifice, whatever you guys know what I'm saying. So here's the deal, it's always inconvenient. People are like, it has to be inconvenient. It's always inconvenient. I don't know about you guys, but I'm freaking busy. And so another phone call, another sponsee, I'm so busy right now, I'm weighing measuring my food, I'm going to at least two meetings a day, I'm doing writing. I'm sitting 30 minutes, with God, I've got a 12-hour shift. I don't know about you guys, I don't have more time. Guess what, my disease always found and made the time. It's always inconvenient. So I had two sponsees when I was in relapse, not in relapse, but going in relapse, they were just checking in, just checking in. I had not taken anybody through the work and two years when I really looked back at it why that takes a lot of work but that's what it's about entire abstinence and working with others and that's how I get to God and I thought oh I just need to spend more God time yes I I do need to spend more t- God time my sponsor said God has to be my BFF right but it's about lack of power and the big book as in the stories it talks about you know it's following these directions i commit into my time with god i put my food down 100 percent black and white and i get busy i live in 10 11 and 12 and what does that mean it means oh thanks katie i forgot to set my timer and with that i pass thank
0: you kelly okay harlan g you're up followed by john m
14: thanks katie i'm sorry you don't feel very well hope you get better soon uh if you could time me because i'm out walking I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. This is a very, very powerful paragraph. It says here, we told him what we knew of alcoholism. What did they know about alcoholism? They knew about the physical allergy and the twist of the mind. They knew about the powerless condition. We told him about the solution we had found, step two. And he made a beginning, step three. Step three is a beginning and a decision. But he failed to enlarge his spiritual life. And as our friend in Palmdale, California, just read to us from the bottom of page 14, how do I do that? Through service and self-sacrifice for others. For if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through service and self-sacrifice for others, He would surely drink again, and with us to drink is to die. He would not be able to overcome those low spots ahead. So this is very important stuff. We perfect and enlarge our spiritual life through 4 through 12. But let's pick up on a very subtle instruction, remembering this is a textbook. It's not a little storybook. It's a textbook. It says, we worked with him. It doesn't say I worked with him. He worked with him. It says, we worked with him. In other words, they did not continue to try to get Jim to hear a voice that he could not hear. What does that mean? That when he kept getting drunk, he didn't stay with the same sponsor, doing the same things, acting the same way. They knew that to get different, I have to do different. If I want different results, I have to change what I'm doing. And it says, we worked with him, meaning they passed him around from person to person as it was back then. Very, very important. The love of his family, the love of anybody or anything, is insufficient to overcome the desire to drink, in Jim's case, Because this disease is as powerful a force as there is in the world. Certainly not more powerful than my human force. Without help, it is too much for us. That one is God, may you find him now. So he could not stay sober just based on the humiliation of losing his business and the love of his family. The only power in this universe that is greater than my disease is my higher power, and I have to tap into that power every minute of every day, or I will die in the food. So there are subtle instructions here. Thanks, Katie. And with that, I'll pass. I hope you feel better soon. Thanks.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
14: Okay, um, next we have
0: John M. followed by Tina S., and then we'll open it up for more shares. We're on page 35, the third paragraph. We told him what we knew of alcoholism, reading that one paragraph. Take commenting. Go ahead, John.
10: Good morning. John M. from South Carolina. Um, As I'm reading this paragraph and everything really in this book, it all comes down in, in my mind to humility. And I realize that I'm really not sure what humility is. I know that I recognize it when I see it, so I know I don't have it because I don't see it in myself. So how do I get it? Well, then we go back to the steps. Everything always goes back to the steps. I have to recognize that there is a higher power, and I'm not it. So the more I try to look to myself, the more I'm going to fail. And as soon as I recognize that I'm not the higher power, then I can turn to the higher power. And this comes from a person who always felt he knew who and what God is. For 50 years I've been seeking God, but obviously I have still not pierced the heart of God. And that's what's wonderful about this program. But don't tell me this program is easy. I don't find it easy. You have to strip yourself bare and you have to admit all your faults and and then you have to work on them. And that's hard. And change is hard. There's something about this creature that wants his creature comforts. And food is one of those comforts. So we have to get rid of all these comforts and come out of our comfort zone. So that's all I had to share. And thanks for listening.
1: Okay. Thank you so much, John M. Tina S. You're up. Here, Thanks so much, one. Katie. Okay, there I you are. It. Great. Sorry.
15: Thanks so much, Katie, for your service. Tina Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Yeah, what a great paragraph. So many wonderful shares this morning and, you know, ditto, 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 you know. And when it was first read this morning, I, too, went to page 14. You know, I, I, I certainly did because, you know, I was always taught that if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others. You know, the bottom line is I could not survive the certain trials and most spots ahead. So therefore, you know, over time, you know, I wanted to help others. But initially I wasn't about that. But, you know, and then it says, if he did not work or he did not work, he would surely drink again. And, and if he drank, he would surely die. Then faith would, would be dead indeed. You know, and, and it is that, I to say, with us, it's just like that. with And you know, just like that with me. You know, and I too, I love this, the shares. You know, I also have a spiritual practice. You know, um, but bottom line is, you know, they told me that if I didn't work with others, that I wouldn't keep. You know, if I don't give away what I have, I won't keep it. You know, no matter
3: how much,
15: you know, I, I create this um, relationship with a power greater than myself. You know, if I do not work with others, I will not keep it. And you know, and I and I see that over the years. You know, fortunately, you know, through through my experience in Overeaters Anonymous. Anyway, you know, when I came in and I finally worked the steps. You know, by the time I got to step 12, you know, I was wanting to give this sink away because I was so amazed at the transformation that came about through somebody helping me as so I wanted to give it away, you know. And I also love what was talked about. It says, you know, this isn't a one and done deal. If, if I'm sponsoring you and something happens, I'm not going to tell you go get a new sponsor. Now, that's just me. Now, I've heard different stories, but for me, you know, it says we work with with worked with them over and over and over again, you know, because if people said one and done with me, where would I be, you know? And so I'm so grateful to be on this line, so grateful for all the recovery here, you know, all over the world. And it's and it like, um, quote other people that share, you know, this, this meeting saves my life every day. And I'm so grateful. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
1: The paragraph. We told
0: him what we knew of alcoholism, ending with for whom he had a deep affection. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So who else would like to share?
16: Heather M.
1: Heather M. Stephanie M. M.
0: M. I'm sorry, I didn't hear any of that. Stephanie Lynn. R. Stephanie R. Nancy Lynn,
1: W. Nancy W. Sarah Lynn. Nina W. Florida. Nina W. Hill
17: City, Illinois.
0: I'm sorry, who is that from Illinois? Jill Jill, P, as in Paul.
18: C, as in Kat.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, Well, let's go with those five. Um, Heather M., Steph R., Stephanie R., Nancy W., Nina W., and Jill C. Go ahead, please, Heather.
16: Well, good morning, everyone. I'm Heather M. from Indiana. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, and just thank you all for your service and for your shares, um, so far. I always get so much from this vision meeting, um, and from my home group family afterwards meetings, um, and I just, I've learned to really love the big book. Um, I don't know how much I can really add to what's already been shared, but what I will say is this, you know, when I read about the sentence where it says, but he failed to enlarge his spiritual life. You know, I have a history of relapse um, in and out of the rooms, in and out of uh, abstinence, and in and out of recovery, and I don't know why. You know, whenever I'm asked, well, why'd you go back to the food? I have no clue. I can try and speculate and say it's been circumstances or situations or emotions and feelings and all that, but the truth of the matter is, I have no clue. Um, I have just thrown in the towel and that's what I know. But one thing that I do know.
0: Okay, go ahead. Okay, (laughs)
1: sorry.
16: So one thing that I do know um, that has always been a common factor in my relapse is that when I look back, I see where I failed to enlarge my spiritual life. I failed to work the steps. I failed to stay in a connection that wasn't just stagnant with my higher power, but that was always increasing. And that is something that I have truly learned is that, you know, yesterday was great. I may have worked the steps and I've worked with a sponsor and, you know, I worked program and I connected with my higher power, but that was yesterday and that has absolutely nothing to do with today. You know, that is something that allowed me to wake up today being abstinent and still in recovery, but I won't wake up tomorrow like this if I don't do it again and then improve it. I have to always be doing better every day. I have to do more, um, and that is just something that is such a golden nugget for me that I have learned from these meetings that I attend and
1: from studying the big book, and I just wanted to share that. So I hope you all have a great day. I pass. Beautiful. Thank
0: you, Heather M. Okay, Stephanie R., you're up, followed by Nancy W.
4: Hi, Stephanie R. Um, from Missouri. Very grateful to be on the line today and to be able to share. Um, my spiritual program was something that really had to be something I had to develop in in a very slow manner. I came into these rooms As an agnostic, not a real strong agnostic, I had a spiritual program, but I just sort of didn't really know if there was a power out there, um, any kind of being that was directing things. It was through being in these rooms that I was able to develop uh, a real connection with a power greater than myself, And, and again, this took some time because when I initially came into the room... I unfortunately would put that power in my sponsor. And um, I had misguided really um, sense of who my higher power was. I really held on to their words and their guidance. And if they had a slip, it would just like blow my mind. And I would sort of allow myself to go into a sort of spiral. And um, I just want to say that. Uh, I did, back in September, have a relapse, but it was something that I determined for myself, obviously. And it was that little compulsive eating. It wasn't binging, but it was doing something that wasn't honest. And if I don't put honesty first in my program... Um, well, my higher power first, and the honesty comes when I talk to my higher power on a daily basis. So I'm just really grateful to be able to say I have a, a really good spiritual program. I like for it to be stronger, and I work on that daily, but I also have a place where I put my program not above my higher power, but in a place that I can look at it and use the tools to improve my relationship with my higher power. And I'm so very grateful I can do that on a daily basis, and I can say thank you, God, when I put my head down for an abstinent day because it was only through God's guidance that I got to that point. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you all for being here. I need you so very much, and with that, i pass.
0: Thank you, Stephanie R. Okay, Nancy W., you're up, followed by Nina W.
18: Good morning and thank you for your service, this is Nancy W., uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. The first thing that struck me when I when we read this this morning was he agreed he was a real alcoholic. Um, over the dieting, over the years, I realized um, at, that I was missing a link and the link that I was missing was that I was a compulsive overeater. Um, And this brought me to a vision for you, which I'm so grateful for, but it also did something else for me. Um, I always had a spirituality and I have had relapses from my spirituality, but I also realized coming into this program that there was also a missing link in my spirituality. And what I have found out for today, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but for today, what the missing link was, was my surrender. And so I'm just so grateful for um, learning what my missing link was in my spirituality. And to be able to surrender to my higher power. And I look forward to knowing what the next missing link in my spirituality is. And it is through this program that it has given me this opportunity to learn that about myself and about my higher power. And with that, I pass okay thank you nancy w
1: nina w you're up followed by jill c hi everyone mm-hmm. this is
19: um okay. can you hear me yeah yes okay thank you um this is nina w from florida Um, sorry this is my first time sharing on the vision line i really appreciate all of your guys's shares um i needed exact i heard exactly what i needed to hear which was you know everybody's talking about this, um, they went on for a time, but they failed to enlarge their spiritual condition. And if you would have told me, I would have thought two weeks ago that I was enlarging my spiritual condition. Um, but after listening to all of you, I have realized that I, I haven't been, I haven't been reaching out to people the way that I need to be. That's, that's the one thing that I struggle with the most, honestly, is that 500 pound phone sometimes. And, um, in, and, and it, in the book, what happened is what the book says. I I found myself binging a dozen times, and I just couldn't realize what the problem was. And after listening to all of you, I now realize um, what what link I've been missing. And so I know now today. Like I honestly, I had a, the thought last night of of eating something. And for me, I came to the realization um, a few weeks ago that that it's that first compulsive bite. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's not on my food plan for the day, it's that first compulsive bite. So I had talked to um, other people in the program, some women, and this wise woman gave me advice that if I'm wanting that first compulsive bite, then to look at what's causing me to want to do that. And normally for me, it's an emotion or a feeling that I'm uncomfortable with because I don't like to be, com- to, to be uncomfortable and my feelings make me uncomfortable. So last night I was sitting with why I was tr- feeling the way I was feeling and why I wanted that first compulsive bite. I did not reach out, which I should have. It, I didn't binge, but after listening to this meeting and listening to all of you, I now realize what I need to be doing and what link has been missing. So thank you guys for letting me share um, and for this meeting. Everybody have a good day.
0: Thank you, Nina. Okay, Jill C, you're up, and then we'll have time for one or two more. Can you hear me? Yes.
20: Great, Nina, uh, the chair before me, I feel you, girl. Like, I feel like you took half of what I was gonna say and said it for me, so I'm I'm with you. And uh, I'm very new to the program, barely into step four. Um, lots of things happening was three days shy of abstinence and I, and I and I was tempted in the same thing, only um proud of you for sticking with it and doing the things that you needed to do. Um it's not that I haven't been presented with the tools. It's not that I haven't been presented with options of what I should do when I'm tempted. But um like Nina was saying, like the emotions were there. It's an incredibly busy week and it's almost like you wanna fight it. And I think part of what I'm struggling with is it's not that I don't doubt in the higher power, it's how to connect. Because the God I was raised around is a very different God than the God that I believe in today, for the higher power I believe in today. And when it comes down to it, it's, it's I don't know if it's struggling to connect or perhaps maybe a little bit refusing. And uh, the fact that it's going to help me if I connect with this higher power, but I think it's more so just doing it. It's making the calls, taking the pause, saying the prayers, and connecting. And the other thing is, you know, I've been traveling a ton, and I haven't been able to connect um, like I should. And like the textbook, as we pointed out this morning, that it is, uh, I'm, I'm kind of becoming a textbook example. So um, this is the first time I'm jumping on to share on this call. Um, had to come on here and be honest because we've heard a lot about that this morning too. So. Um that's all I have. I uh, appreciate the time to share, and I pass.
1: Okay. Thank you so much, Jill C. So we have time for... Uh,
0: okay. So who else would like to share on this third paragraph on page 35? Star
1: one. Anita J. Anita J. We have time for one more. Stephanie we
0: have four w. minutes. Jackie W.
17: No, Stephanie W.
0: Oh Stephanie W, sorry. Okay, so if you
1: all could each take two minutes, that would be awesome. Go ahead, Anita J. Darwan, Anita? Thank you.
6: I I am um, Anita Jay and I live in Massachusetts and I'm recovered through working with others. You know, failing to enlarge our spiritual life, I was a chronic relapser until 2014. And um, after decades of being in this program, and I just couldn't let go of, but I have, I am enlarging it up the kazoo. I was running a chapel for in the summer, you know, sitting quietly there. Oh, to you know what the point is? It wasn't that. Read the book, Anita. Read it through working with others, through giving of myself. It's like the more I have emptied myself, I get full. Instead of clinging to whatever I think I had, that has been the the thing that has been the obstacle. And just to let it go. And you know, it's funny, it's time. Time. I I used to not be friends with time, but I now find that God provides enough time. Don't think about that. Just say yes, and it'll all work out. And it always has. So, is that two minutes? Thank you very much.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Anita J. Okay, Stephanie W., you're up.
17: Hi, I'm Stephanie W. from Hollywood, Florida. Uh, You know, it was, uh, like usual, uh, the reading was right on time. I really needed this this morning I have been struggling with eating a little bit extra at each meal, a little bit more than what I need. And I know that it's because I'm under a lot of stress and I'm not processing my emotions properly. I'm going back to what's comfortable, what's what's known. And you know that word comfort is funny because it's not comfortable at all. <laughs> it's like I know, I know that I'm doing something that's not right. And even though it's not a binge, and maybe I'm not picking up the foods that caused my my biggest problems, the red lights, it still is a, a behavior, and then my emotional sobriety starts to fail. And I have to work at it every single day, and just hearing this piece about the spiritual part being paramount, the part about um, needing to work harder every day and push for it, you know, I you know, long it's, it made me realize how long it's been since I've really dug in and worked the steps, not just my, remem- my memory of when I worked them and trying to implement that, but rather picking up the book and reading through it instead of passively just hearing the message uh, on a call or in a meeting. Um, so I'm inspired to do that, and so I thank you guys for that. Of course, to make phone calls, I forgot what that was like, uh, to people that I don't talk to every day talk to a lot of people every day in some program, and there's comfort in that and to call someone that's new or someone that I've never spoken with before whole different comfort zone so I think that'll help me keep it fresh so thank you
0: thank you Stephanie W and thank you to everyone who shared uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing the share ID for today, Tuesday, October 18th, 2022, 7 a.m. meeting is 19,524. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Nancy R. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Star 1, Nancy? Hi, it's Nancy
21: R. from Northern Northwestern Illinois recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day to the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got.